0: Please leave me a rating and a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever. Thank you. Today's episode is with Eric Fratsky. He is a musician, a composer. Um, It makes it sound like he composes for orchestras. I mean, if you write music, you're a composer. He is one. Uh, He does heavy metal, jazz, rock. He's... A hero of mine, partly because when I was in high school, my mom got me bass lessons, and he was my teacher. I think it may have been like $12 a lesson. It was really cheap, but he's he has a passion for music. He's an incredible person, very nice person. And all the music... I, I think I'm an all-right musician, and and part of that has to do with Eric being a a nice person and also knowing how people can learn music and he he taught me in a way that worked for me and I am grateful for that and so here is a song that I wrote it's the theme song and I think it's great and I think Eric had something to do with that and so you know be nice to people teach people things in the ways that they need to be taught wonderful blah 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 here's the theme (laughs) bye-bye to Your Eulogy, the podcast where we talk to someone about their life so that we can talk about their death. Eric Fratsky is a Twin Cities, that means Minnesotan, musician. He has been in many bands or projects, as they say, where he music musicifies with the bass guitar, guitar, guitar. And what happens when you eat cigarettes? Gut-tar. That, <laughs> that was a joke. He also composes, uh, writes a lot of music. Um, some of my favorite groups that he's been in is... Zebulon Pike, his love letter to metal. Happy Apple, a rock jazz noise group. Experimental, kind of. the gang font, and a tension deficit conveyor belt of high-energy twitchy rock.
1: Kind of. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, I forgot what we called it, but that's pretty good. I like that. I thank you for the, the thought. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm in gonna describing keep, these things. I'm going to keep going
0: with I found when I was first trying to get your information. Um, I, I admire you so much, and you were such a big impact on me that I thought it would be really hard. Like, I thought I was like trying to get George Clooney's email. <laughs> I was going everywhere, and I found something on Reddit <laughs> where. Crunchy Av of Reddit says, I was a big fan of Fratsky in high school, and I actually emailed him one time out of the blue about 10 years ago and asked him a bunch of extremely noob questions. He answered my questions with zero condescension and was very helpful, even though I was just some random kid that he had never met. This made a big impression on me at the time and still does. He's a real class act. And then he talks about wow. Debulon Pike saying "Um, it is... Uh, very compositionally advanced, proggy stuff, doomy, all without being winky or overstaying its welcome. They're badass and criminally unknown. Prepare to rock. So so I I've just um just hit you with a, a bunch of compliments. Um how how do you take compliments usually?
1: Better than I used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely am conscious of myself having a good time and others Mm. so that if someone happens to compliment one of the band's performances or something or the music that I'm less... um, uncomfortable about it because that's kind of the point of playing and performing and recording music
0: that's interesting one of the things that Happy Apple showed me that is a lesson everyone should know is all all of your titles for the songs are like kind of silly weird like faux intellectual (laughs) poems Um, Dave King the drummer um, tells a bunch of jokes um, has like some funny banter thing you guys seem like you have a bunch of fun, but then, then you, you'll do really long, um, intense, quiet songs, and get like—it's almost as if by letting yourself be so comfortable and non-serious, unserious, you can then get into such a deep state. seems like a pendulum and i just i remember going to a couple shows and just like it's like watching a bollywood movie the range of emotions
1: that's actually that's actually very accurate i never thought of it that way but i think you're yeah I, i think especially my song titles i don't know who wrote which songs
0: um but these are some happy apple song titles from the album please refrain from fronting which is kind of a funny title in itself you and Mattel versus me and Colco, who is your Midwest representation? The invasion has become a waltz for the few remaining. Homage, Ricky Valens, Koala Bear wearing a T-shirt with your corporate logo.
1: You write a piece of music, an instrumental piece of music. Um, And I didn't think in terms of images or I would just want to make sounds. Yeah that I thought were interesting. And then at the end of it, you have to give it some kind of name. (laughs) And for me, some of the silly names are more of just almost acknowledging that, well, there's a lot of terrible titles (laughs) or unimaginative maybe. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to step, I'm going to sidestep that normal thing of, I'm not going to call an instrumental piece of music like um <laughs> autumn memories or something. I don't know. You know <laughs> I was gonna I, you say know, I mean they they tend to be kind of ponderous or Yeah yeah
0: I, I was going to say return deep, to spring. You know. <laughs> yeah yeah we both went yeah. to like seasonal titles
1: We got a, well we got a series there that we <laughs> that we can develop. <laughs> and and certainly though uh, though like in happy apple it does swing a lot because um both dave and mike but i think dave especially um would have really heartfelt um sincere mm-hmm. tunes with titles to to match or he definitely thought more like a film director almost um that some tunes he had a very specific visual almost plot for the song
0: when when you play a piece and it's really intense and quiet um is that separated from your life or do you think that's just like a music moment for you do you do you think that you experience life or do you think you're like more having, mean having so
1: re- mean having reflection
0: yeah like the the way it looks up on stage when it's uh-huh. like minute 12 um and like you look like you're you're sitting in in a a black ink trench, you know, connected to the the deep ether of spaces, cyclical memory. Do you feel that wow. way, or is that just you enjoying music?
1: I don't. I I think any kind of um, physical stances or the way at least me in particular, or or that group, is just purely trying to stay focused and stay open because it's improvised music, Mm -hmm. and you're trying to stay focused and aware and react. So sometimes I think that any contortions or movements are just an effort to try and stay in that moment Mm -hmm. um so it's probably more that there's a lot more in those moments there's a lot more where we may be bent over or grimacing or rapid movements that's more i think you're trying to keep your energy moving in your body so that you can truly improvise and respond Yeah, yeah if that makes if that answers your question. I
0: can I'm standing in that moment. To, is, is something I, I can identify with, especially now that um, Buddhism and mindfulness is kind of becoming common language. Improvisation, it has a lot of parallels to you know living in the moment, focusing on your breath, um, being open, um, which kind of explains some of the reference we have for music because music is a weird thing. Yeah. You know, going back to like the ancient Greeks and they would have philosophies based off of harmonies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's kind of like, but if you think about it, music's just, yeah, this kind of magical weird thing that it's hard to understand why it can uh, stimulate you.
1: Right. And I think it's also not only that, but it can be very um, different for every person. You know, like in the way that you describe the the bands that I'm in, another person would, if if they even listened to it, and and cared, would probably describe it differently. I'll tell you how they would describe it. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what I mean. The point being is that I don't mean like a, a critic, just someone listening, and, and what they take from it is, you have as the performer might have no, no idea that that. Um, was getting across
0: before when I cut you off when I was I was trying to check out the gang font. Um, my friend Kevin Scott, who does sound round, he said it was gang font, but it's the gang font, right? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, online it's the gang font, probably. Yeah, and I hate to break it to you, but your MySpace page is broken because <laughs> there was links that didn't work. <laughs> Somebody else. Somebody else got online, listened to some songs, and took the time to review some. And this is from Three Stripes Explorer, which I had to look up. I think that means Adidas. Like someone wearing Adidas parkouring. <laughs> they said, um, my deaf dog could do better.
1: <laughs> well, I always think that's interesting when um they, that one, they take the time to listen, and then two, to publicly, somewhat publicly comment, in a in a negative way. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, clearly that group is not. I, mean, like I that doesn't phase me or bother me. I mean, it, clearly, that group is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. It, that's a much more of an acquired taste, probably out of all those groups that you listed yeah it's just it's just weird and us kind of having fun and it's I think it's, it's indulging in some some clearly dissonant um juxtapositioning of different stuff
0: yeah but there's there's so much composition in that there group is. That like i feel once when someone's just making experimental weird stuff that you can just improv i can understand making fun of it um but when you can hear like how much intentionality is in something
1: But that's that's the thing about what someone takes from music is that you you just don't know what someone is going to hear. So I think as you get older, you gain perspective that it's not it may be all for you as the person writing and performing it. But it's just another thing that others encounter. So you don't need to take it so personally.
0: Here's an analogy. Um, My uh, one of my great friends, Luther Bangert, is a street performer. He's a professional juggler. Yeah. And there are certain tricks that are really hard to do Yeah. that don't look very hard. Yeah. Like the difference between four and five balls is, is massive. Yeah. And there's certain tricks that are easy. I feel musically sometimes you're doing the harder tricks that sound easy, um, especially with something like Happy Apple.
1: I think there can be that for sure. I think anyone that's accomplished in any in, in anything can make something difficult look easy. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of a trait. Yeah. Um but you might be right about that. I never thought of it that way.
0: But you did. You said something in in the pre-interview survey about how um, an experience with death changed your relationship with music or your approach to music. What were you alluding to?
1: Um, so, as a the that particular um, um, dealing with death was when I was thirteen, and so at that point. Um, it happened to be someone I was playing in a band with. So I was 13 and, uh, the person that died kind of suddenly was 18 or 19. And so we had been playing music together for a little while and So on a more superficial level, I kind of up to that point thought of myself more as a drummer. Believe it or not, I was playing drums in that that group and with that person. And when they died, that group ended and it that chapter ended and Within a month or two of that person passing, I met another musician, um, and that allowed me to kind of focus on more playing bass, which I had been playing. On a practical level, just said, This is this situation, this band situation, this music situation, and this relationship with this person is done you're going to do something else now. Um, and the, the interesting part is the person that passed was a bass player. So I was just thinking about that. I was like, I wonder if there w- somehow on a subconscious level was almost like Um, taking the baton and I can't even speak to how emotionally um, his death affected me but I think it was that thing where you learn about if you have something that you love when there's death that you can pour yourself into it like playing an instrument Um, at the Possibly, like the grief or the loss, um, at a young age when you don't maybe quite know what to do with those feelings and even acknowledging them, it, it somehow having that instrument and and the focus being on music. I didn't want to um, stop playing music because of it. I felt like I could honor them more and myself by continuing.
0: I was asking my friend um, Kevin Scott who is a Some guy from the scene, if he had any insights or any questions he wanted me to ask you, and he he wanted me to ask you how you... Well, he asked a question. I thought he said, what's it like to have a secret jacked bod? (laughs) Like a jacked body? Like you're really strong. I think he saw you with like your shirt off at some point, and you were ripped.
1: Has he... Snuck into my house. <laughs> I don't I haven't thought about Why would it. I don't see know. Me? How did oh, he know. Oh was... you know what? Now I know what it was because he 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 runs sound at the ice house, right? Yeah. One yeah. Okay. So one time Zebulon Pike played and it was like a sauna. And just <laughs> uh in a very rare move of just uh <laughs> um a spontaneous move i just must have i do remember that i took my shirt off at one of the zabulon pike shows cool are you into so,
0: working out is that part of your routine
1: yeah yeah
0: yep put on some tunes and zone out and clink. no no
1: i never no no i i go to a gym and but i don't i don't listen to whatever's on at the gym but um Yeah, I was just part of growing up. Mm. uh, a Much delayed, just trying to take care of yourself. It's like, well, you know, you start to, sooner or later, if you don't take care of yourself, there's repercussions. And it's kind of, that's what was happening. And then I was, by that point, I was married and um, there were other people to think about. It was before I had children, but um, we were thinking about, Start having a family. So I kind of wanted to get my act together physically because I hadn't up to that point. One of the things that spurred me into um, trying to take care of myself a bit more was that I started to have borderline high blood pressure Mm -hmm. as someone in their early 30s. So that's like the, you know, that's really the first time you start thinking about. Oh, this could be serious. You know, in your twenties, you do not, unless something serious happens out of nowhere, most 20 somethings are not thinking about, um, the decline, their physical decline. Right. Yeah. I, I would think. And so there was that, there was that inkling of, you know, if you don't start taking care of yourself, you're getting yourself closer to not living (laughs) let's put it that way (laughs) because i'm i'm not dying but i'm not living very well yeah which will bring me closer to dying
0: Could you describe yourself as, like, a happy-go-lucky guy?
1: Happy-go-lucky, here's here's a, oh, another way of looking at it, or describing it. I think that I'm always kind of having a little tug-of-war as to whether I see the world as the glass is half-full or half-empty. And I think I have... I want it to be half empty. <laughs> but I realize that it's not. Yeah. So, I mean, if that kind of, if you think about it in terms of happy-go-lucky, that's not exactly that.
0: I, I understand. Do you think that has any, um, is metal is heavy metal um is that is it just music for you or do you have a emotional relationship with it the way that you know angry sad people can listen to like mastodon um because it fits with their mood or is it just kind of a style that you enjoy
1: oh i think at different times both of those things but i always i think the thing about metal was that it had a larger than life fantasy um, kind of quality to it yeah where you you could imagine being something bigger or greater than you are you like somehow that music in some way was kind of touching on infinity somehow <laughs> with its kind of its grandeur. And it's even it's directness. It's it it can be very blunt and, but very powerful. So to me, it's not purely about aggression. There's something beyond.
0: Um, to be honest, the eulogy is a hook thing. It's there. Some people are into it. Some people aren't.
1: It's really difficult. You can do that, anything. That you was want. when I when you contacted me. I I said that's that's really difficult.
0: Difficult as in hard to do, or emotionally difficult.
1: Either. Um. That's for others to do. <laughs> You know what I mean? I think that's...
0: Yeah, um, Crunch, Crunchy Av from Reddit gave you a pretty good one already.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so a bot is going to do my eulogy. <laughs> Please. bot Well,
0: we could do a musical one if you want.
1: You, you mean you want me to play?
0: If, if you want to. I'm giving you options. I mean... I- Ha, 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 ha. Thanks for taking the time for um. Oh, I wanted right. to say one more thing, yeah. just so people knew how nice of a person you were. When I took lessons um from you, I can't remember. I think it was unprompted. You were just telling me about how like Bad Brains was like a sweet punk band, and I was like, "Oh, this sounds cool." And you went and you like, y- you recorded a tape of it, of them. <laughs> You know, whatever you called copying a tape back. back yeah, yeah, that's
1: amazing. And you, it was you, that you long just gave ago. me, <laughs> you know. That's what people did back then. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. gave each other tapes. Like bad, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and to be honest, they were they were a pretty important band for me. So I think that, I thought, it's important for another young person to check them <laughs> out especially if you're kind of expressing an interest They there's a, a deep band yeah that have there's they're one of those bands where it's like you have punk bands but there's something else happening with the bad brains yeah and so you just give the person you, you know you don't i i wouldn't have said that to you but like they're this is great take it man yeah. i'm glad that touched you that's
0: of course. There's the least It was a nice thing. Um, well, thank you. Uh you're an inspiration. I'm sure you're, you know, bad in all the normal ways. Yes. I always feel uncomfortable. Let's,
1: let's let's be clear about that. No
0: no you're perfect, not even you, a goddamn deeply zero. flawed
1: human being. <laughs> no no <laughs>
0: The music in this episode was Zebulon Pike, The Gang Font, and Happy Apple. I did some synthy stuff underneath it. This episode was produced and edited by me, Matthew Schneeman. If you have any questions or want to be on the show, you can email me at your mail at gmail.com. That's all I have for you. Thank you for listening. I will see you next week. Yes. I'm going to let this song play out. It's so great. Enjoy. Bye bye.